0: Okay, this is Eric McCoy, and again, welcome back to Walk a Mile in My Shoes. And I am here again with Lona Curry.
1: That's right, I'm Lona Curry. I'm your transgender mentor, and I'm here with my good friend Eric McCoy to walk a mile in the shoes of the Black Lives Matter movement. So super excited to to do this episode with you. I know you've had a big week, and I thank you so much for putting so much into the show and putting it all together. I mean, our listeners. have no idea how much amazingness that you bring to this show and put so much together and how hard you work for us so i appreciate you man i'm grateful to be here with you
0: yeah absolutely me too i i really appreciate doing this every week i want to also give a mention real quick so uh, about a week and a half we're going to do an interview with tommy chong it's going to be pretty exciting, which will kind yeah. of roll us back to uh, the drug war, what we were talking about the last couple of weeks. And I know last uh, week we had kind of mentioned we were going to keep going with that. So this week we are going to kind of take a sidestep a little bit um, to look at something a little bit different. And, yeah. um, and again, this is uh, the Black Lives Matter movement um as we look at hate and this has been identified by many people and especially the republican side as a hate group so since we are working to walk a mile in the shoes of people especially if they're defined as hate we're going to see if we can walk in their shoes and that's see right. what we can look at right that's right now this black lives matter again has uh you know this topic probably has a lot of different directions that we can go in sure But I wanted to start with a video (laughs) on the side, being told about them as a hate group. And again, see if we can validate the argument
1: of them being a hate group or maybe not. Right. Right, Lona. That's right. That's right. I love your video clips, man, because they're great to start the show out. I'm very eager to, to, uh, to get into this, man really eager to get into this.
0: All right, so let me show you the video. Here is the video that I was talking about. Let's go.
2: Many of those who are spreading violence in our cities are supporters of an organization called the Black Lives Matter or BLM. It's really it's really hurting the black community. It's hurting the black community. This is an unusual name for an organization whose ideology and tactics are right now destroying many black lives. And whose first phrase was, you remember this, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, referring to our police. That's referring to our police. The stated goal of BLM organization people is to achieve the destruction of the nuclear family, abolish the police, Abolish prisons abolish border security abolish capitalism and abolish school choice. That's what their stated goals are This is not the agenda of the black community. This is the agenda of an extreme Socialist or worse You know what the other word is. Yeah Marxist communist <laughs> communist. but this is the extreme socialist left But beyond that, in my opinion, that's why the founders of the organization call themselves trained Marxists. Okay. What do you think about
0: that?
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. He said a lot in that. He said a lot in that that clip, man. And we have to go back to that extreme fear based language because how do we explain generational systematic? racism and then as soon as you know uh, the the people rise up and say you know what we're tired of this like that's enough then all of a sudden they're a hate group and these are there mm-hmm. and we'll take their stated goals and we'll twist them around to make them be I mean this is this is not surprising because this is what we've done over generations, anytime the black community has begun to take a step forward.
0: Yeah. And just like any argument that we see, there's some truth to it.
1: Yeah, of course. Right?
0: There's of a course. little bit of truth to this, which we are going to talk, talk about. Absolutely. We'll kind of explore that. Um, sure. But as with any manipulation, yes. you're going to have some truth. It has on to be one side, the other truth on the other side, and the actual truth is going to probably sit right in the middle, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay, so I want to show you guys a video of what he was talking about regarding the police, and I did find footage on exactly what he was talking about. All right, there. There is the footage.
1: There it is.
0: <laughs> so Donald Trump did identify a statement that was made by this group. He did. So the he words did. "yes, pigs in a blanket, fry them like fry bacon, like bacon." Yeah. Chanted, and this was yes, actually at a protest that was held by a. Black Lives Matter group in St. Paul, Minnesota, and this was in 2015. Yep. Now, I have some information on this.
1: (laughs) I knew you would.
0: (laughs) That group, right? However, was an independent entity not affiliated Uh, with the National Black Lives Matter organization. I could find absolutely no evidence that that chant has been used by the national organization, right? by any Black Lives Matter group in New York city area, or right. by Black Lives Matter activists anywhere outside Minnesota, right. Nor even by the St. Paul group on any other occasion. Right. Right. And so since there has been hundreds of events, at least, loosely connected with the sprawling Black Lives Matter movement, right? we can't say for certain that the chant has never been used by any Black Lives Matter protest by at any moment since that Minnesota incident. And as he kind of proclaimed, this was their official chant.
1: Right, right.
0: So it is safe to say that the chant is not official.
1: I would, I would lean that way myself. <laughs> well, and since Black Lives Matter has been like a, a movement without like this hierarchy, that that there are these little breakout groups everywhere because you know we started out as a hashtag and and basically people kind of get on board. My question is this though, you know, we point out a chance about police officers who have been systematically over the years, abusing black people, abusing black communities. Sure. And we have this one chant by a group of people and it's a young people. That's one of the reasons I like the black lives matter movement is because it is basically young people that have been carrying the generational, um, PTSD, if you will, of, of systematic racism coming all the way up. And as, as with every, you know, emerging generation X, generation, whatever it is, we all come up with that young group that that says that they've been through the stress of their parents. They've heard of the stress of their grandparents. Mm-hmm. And over and over, they're carrying, so each new generation is carrying all the baggage from the past and adding on mm-hmm. when psychologically do people get enough and just snap. And because the system is able to kind of sit back a bit disengaged from this, they can sit and wait for these things to happen. Well, to and snap can, to occur. And you
0: can almost imagine that again. And yes, those were, you know, a lot of young people, Mm mm-hmm. um, And you can also almost imagine that, you know, there were these hashtags that kept getting put out hashtag black right. matter, you know. Right. So, of course, this spread all over the United States, all over the world. I mean, mm-hmm. United, you know, uh, the United Kingdom were doing protests and, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, which we are going to talk a little bit about also. But when you have all of these different groups and organizations that are forming, you can't, you're going to almost assume that some people are going to take it differently. Absolutely. Some people are going to take it as a, all right, let's just fucking roll and let's get out let's there and create, yeah. you know, rile up some shit. Yeah. You know, the, you know, Fox news, you know, especially Tucker Carlson or good old friend Tucker. Um, you know, he always promoted the, the protests that became violent, which were very small. And we talked about that, the actual numbers, was a very small percentage compared to, you know, the ones that actually, you know, uh, were nonviolent. Right. Now, they didn't really he didn't really show any of those. You know, he didn't come out and say, hey, look at these. Wow. These are some very nonviolent protesters that are doing some good stuff here.
1: Right, right. And how many of those violent protests were were antagonized as well? You know, we know that our past history of our country, any type of, you know, nonviolent movement that tries to come about, you know, they bring they're going to bring the other side to try to provoke that incident in happening. You're so right, man. People yeah, think about think
0: about news. I mean, you got to have chaos. I mean, that's the whole premise. You know, who's going to watch named, like yeah. some boring ass shit of just some people? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody wants to pe- see people trying to create change quietly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we we want to see riots. some burning. We want to see some fires. Yeah. We want to see some Burn deaths.
1: down. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I am going to basically assume, all right, that that is not their slogan.
1: I'm, gonna, I'm going to lean with you and agree. I'm going to agree.
0: But I have an interesting point I want to make. And so based oh, on the premise of, and we'll roll with what you know, Trump is saying, that if you have a group that says something, so if a group declares themselves as supporters, and we're going to do of a party, for instance, mm-hmm. then, right, it, we, it must apply to all, right? And so I want to show you a quick video. Here's some Trump supporters with a rally cry. That then must apply to all Republicans or oh. Trump supporters, right, based yeah. on what his premise is. So take a look. I at mean, this. hey,
1: he set it up, <laughs> makes the rules. <laughs> you got to you, you can't have one side and then the other. Right. It's got to be fair. We're talking about equality here. Mm hmm.
0: So that's uh, Trump supporters. Everybody that voted for Trump, they hail Trump. Wow. And I'm going to mention a little (laughs) bit of what the things they said, which I know were very
1: difficult
0: to kind of, uh, but the first thing in the first video they were saying is blood and soil, blood and soil. And probably the most, I would say probably the most (laughs) disturbing of all the chants um, that were heard in. And that was in uh, Charlottesville. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is the, English rendition of Nazi Germany's most probably fervent chant, Blut und Boden. I probably mm. didn't say it with a great German accent, but originally divided, it was originally devised as a slogan of 19th century German nationalists. Right? And the phrase was to invoke uh, patriotic identification with native national identity, And it was built on a foundation of anti-Semitism and racism. Wow. It later became a key component of Adolf Hitler's program, seeking to expand (laughs) territories, right? That were occupied by Germans. That was a major factor in the Holocaust. So the slogan has been adopted by these groups, particularly as openly neo-Nazi elements to emphasize its own a limit, a limitinistic agenda, right? Wow. <laughs> and the second thing that you may have heard, white lives matter. It right? oh. was white lives matter, which is obviously a dispute to what we're talking about today, to the anti-police violence movement, which is, as again, sh- we're defining as a racist. Okay. That's <laughs> right.
1: As if nobody already knew that white lives matter. I mean,
0: (laughs) I don't know why they have to say it, but yeah, this case, that catchphrase very quickly kind of morphed into both a slogan and the name of an outright white supremacist movement, you know, aimed at attacking black civil rights. And, you know, numerous neo-Nazi groups around the country have, uh, reshaped themselves under the white lives matter banner <laughs> and the movement was designated a hate group in 2017 mm. so again only fair that black lives matter has to be a hate group too but of we're course. seeing we're, we're looking at that we're yeah. going to really kind of yeah. analyze this and of course the third one hail trump right now, of course, this catchphrase really doesn't mean a whole lot of explanation, right. but, but its presence <laughs> as a marching chant is very significant. Donald Trump okay. is a hero, obviously, to these groups where some leading figures refer to him as glorious leader and similar phrases in large part because he mimics their agenda. Right, talking points, and has a whole lot of occasions. You know, uh, you know, shied away from denouncing white nationalism, including oh, yeah. that Charlottesville. You know, where that that girl died, and yeah. many of the Charlottesville marchers. They've also worn Trump trademark "Make Great Make America Great Again" all caps. <laughs> well.
1: I have to go back to what my really good friend, who is, you know, no longer a member of one of those um, groups, he said what he said. He said, not all Trump supporters are racist, but all racists are Trump supporters. And I yeah. take that from him. And Although,
0: although, again, if a chance is by a group, and, and again, we're referring to Trump supporters that's Blood right. and soil, white lives matter, and hail Hitler <laughs> are their chance. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? It Am makes I, sense. Yeah, I mean, because you it can't have one sense. side and
1: not the other. That's right. I'm talking about <laughs> equality here. <laughs>
0: uh, it's kind of wow. brutal, huh? Yeah, very brutal.
1: <laughs> very, Very brutal. I mean... I might even shift to say that's a bit more brutal and have a bit more intent than the pigs in a blanket fry fry like like bacon. bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that really can't actually happen. But um, the rest of this we've seen can happen.
0: Well, and it is. I mean, they're referring, obviously, to Nazis, uh, you know, uh, the Holocaust, which now, again, of course, a lot of these people don't believe that it existed, as we also explored the fact that it was actually the United States that killed all the Jews.
1: Right. Yeah. Because we
0: thought it was a military base.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. right. Which makes perfect sense, too. (laughs) All
0: right. So let's go back to you. So what about Black Lives Matter? Are they a hate group? And I don't know if anybody out there has heard of the Heritage House. So the Heritage House is a, and again, if we want to use political terms, a right wing group. Now, of course, being right wing, they're obviously going to slam right. the other political side, the we- the the left wing.
3: Right? Yeah,
0: we're staying political. <laughs> <laughs> and so I want to show you a quick video from the Heritage House, um, <laughs> and they clearly argue right, that their message isn't what they say it is. <laughs>
3: Take a look at this. But what does the Black Lives Matter organization actually stand for? To find out, look no further than their leaders. Alicia Garza, Opal Tometi, and Patrice Cullors. Here's Cullors in a revealing 2015 interview.
1: I actually do have an ideological frame, um, myself. And Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Okay,
0: now Marxists, the term itself brings a lot of hatred. Now, obviously, Trump even mentioned it in the beginning, you know, that they yeah. are uh you know socialist, communists, Marxists, right? And so the One of the founders, and actually that was the original uh, founder, uh, the one that actually said that, um, does identify as a Marxist, right? Right. So so they were founded in 2013 in response Mm -hmm. to the acquittal of the Trayvon Martins murderer. Mm -hmm. Now, according to their website, their mission is to eradicate white supremacy. And build local right. power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and the vigilantes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, again, it's really funny to me once you bring up socialists or Marxist hater reps. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, now, yeah. I will
0: say that, <laughs> that Republicans and Democrats, there's, there are a lot of them that neither one of them want to be a socialist country right? Or a Marxist mm-hmm. in nature. Right. I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit on what Marxism is. Cause I don't know if a lot of people actually believe it or believe yeah. it, or know what it is. Right. Right. And, and, you know, obviously we live in a capitalist, but now there are socialist qualities to this country, mm-hmm. you know, anything that's oh, yeah. designed to where the government <laughs> helps people, that is a socialist nature, you know, when, when things come out, um, mm-hmm. and, um, But I think what bothers me more, right? And again, I'm not seeking a socialist society at all. But what bothers me more is a dictator. Yeah. Yeah. Probably safer in a socialist society. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so just to make an argument here
2: more importantly, Article 2 allows me to do whatever I want. Hey. He's the head of a country, and I mean, he is the strong head. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone think anything different. He speaks, and his people sit up at attention. I want my people to do the same. Now, in less than a year and a half, the first term will be over. Think of that. I announced today that we got the Soccer World Cup. That's a big thing. Who else is going to do it? But it's... We've got a problem. It's in 2026. Gianni... Infante, who was a great guy, and we announced it in front of the press and 2026, and I said, well, wait a minute, under the normal rules, I'll be out in 2024, so we may have to go for an extra term, okay?
1: Never in my life did I think I would like to see a dictator, but if there's going to be one, I want it to be Trump. <laughs>
0: Seriously, and they're serious, all clapping. <laughs> if I want a dictator, which is funny to me because I mean he also made it. He almost he also made a comment I remember about China. You know that that they had changed the rules in China and the, and the, they can be president for life. And he was like, and I think we should do that too. Mm, really, mm. It's, again,
3: mm.
0: kind of a dictatorship.
3: And I so there's that. a
0: lot of qualities about Trump. And mm. I, and again, like I said, I think that a if we want to roll with a socialist society, I think that's safer. What's funny to me also is that, you know, I've heard people, you know, I've brought this up before, you know, that Trump's like a dictator and they would make a comment like, well, you know, the constitution won't allow a dictator. Okay. Well, why, why would that apply then? Why would, why, why would other sides be able to do that? You know, based on the constitution. So again, you're making an argument
1: goes again goes it comes back back around to that that big fear the agenda who's 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 using what tactics and I want to just make this quick point I mean if we're talking about this and you know of, of the other earlier clip you know as well it's been acceptable for the white community to have groups like the the Ku Klux Klan um, we've had groups like the Aryan Nation. Um, you know, the neo-Nazis. The neo-Nazis. Over the years, we've had several. I mean, more than we can count on one hand of groups that actually push these issues and, and violence against the the black community, you know, people of color, you know, sexual orientations. I mean, these groups are are pushing white supremacy but here again we come back to the issue that when a when a when a black group forms and stands up and says hey well we're going to play on an equal playing field even if that turns out to be true we get all up in arms and yet we want to try to make people think that 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 we don't believe in a white supremacist
0: i've never heard trump uh, downgrade the kkk you Absolutely, know? never, never. Um, you know, he has made statements. You know, again, you know, we kind of showed last week against hate. Mm-hmm. You know, groups. I mean, Loosely. in a generalized fashion, sure. Which he was probably more thinking of Black Lives Matter when he was saying those things. <laughs> right,
1: right, correct. Let's just be honest. That's the truth. Yeah. Like, you are this country, and white America as a whole are afraid for black people to gain a certain amount of power. And that's simply because what happens when you have systematically bullied and beaten people down and caused them to be in fear for their life on a day-to-day basis over generations, you're afraid you're going to get some of that back. Yes. That's all you're afraid of. I mean, yes. let's just call yeah. it what it is. Absolutely. You're afraid of a Nat Turner you're within a black lives matter movement. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so let's call it what it is. You're afraid, you know, and maybe the answer to that is to begin to really move us out of a white supremacist country Mm -hmm. and make it an equal country. And just like, I just did a, a, uh, an episode with my great friend, Martin John, where we talked about how white America, even in the recovery community, uses words like recovery is for everyone, and yet still points out for Black, Indigenous, people of color, gay, straight. Well, if it's really for everyone, what's the point in, in pointing out certain communities? Mm-hmm. You know we gotta really open our eyes to be able to accept responsibility for what's been done and start rebuilding it but this same back and forth the same toss in the dart you know the yep. fear dart and the yeah you know, i hate dart yep. and all of that darts what are we doing we're just keep tossing the same bullshit across yep. the lines yep. and we get the same bullshit effects
0: absolutely Okay, so now I want to go um, as the video had shown, Patrice colors, and I want to move to her real quick um, to to validate and verify Mm. his claims on her saying Marxism.
1: Am I a Marxist? I'm a lot of things. I do believe in Marxism. It's a philosophy that I learned really early on in my organizing career. We were taught to learn about the systems that were criticizing capitalism. We were taught to understand why there were philosophies that were criticizing capitalism. I'm working on making sure that people don't suffer. I'm working to make sure people don't go hungry.
0: Okay. So yes, she does identify as the Marxist... Ideologies. And so I wanted to explain real quick because, again, you know, so what is Marxism and why would anybody want this structure versus capitalism? And the answer to this, and again, I can walk in her shoes. Okay. The answer to this is actually very simple, depending on who you are or what class you fall into. So if you were paid minimum wage and could hardly afford to pay rent, You could hardly afford to acquire the food for your family. You lived in conditions that were unsafe and they were unclean. Mm -hmm. Why would you support capitalism? And so as I explain this, all right, I want everybody to consider as we work to walk in the shoes, why this would make sense for those that I had just described. Okay, you guys ready? Let's do it. Karl Marx, okay, was born in Germany to a middle-class parents of Jewish descent who had, um, they'd abandoned their religion, of course, in an attempt to assimilate into the Mm -hmm. anti-Semitic society. So Marx studied philosophy at the University of Berlin, and he received a doctorate. But he was unable, because of his Jewish ancestry and his political Mm -hmm. views, to secure a teaching position, which is what he wanted to do. So then he turned to journalism, where his investigations, what he was looking at, they disclosed what he perceived as systematic injustice and corruption, okay, at all levels of the German society. So convinced that German and or more broadly European society it right, would not be reformed from within, but instead they had to be remade from the ground up. So start here, we had to move up. And so he became a political radical. Okay, And again, we define it this way, as a political radical. So his views soon brought him to the attention of the police. And of course, fearing arrest and imprisonment, he left for Paris. There he reconnected with an acquaintance, Frederick Engels, who became his friend. So Frederick Engels was the son of the co-owner of a textile firm with uh, factories in Germany and Britain, and he was a capitalist. Okay, so you got to think about this, right? You got Karl Marx, who was not, yep. <laughs> Engels, who was yeah. a capitalist who helped to manage the firm's factory in, and it was in Manchester. Now, like Marx, Engels was deeply disturbed by what he regarded as the injustice of a society that was divided by class.
1: Mm.
0: Appalled by the poverty in which the ordinary workers lived and worked. Now he described their misery in detail in, the condition of the English working class, which was written in 1844. So Marx and Engels, they maintained that the poverty, disease and early death of the industrial working class were caused by capitalism. They were systema- They were systemic and structural problems mm-hmm. that could be resolved only by replacing capitalism with communism. Right. Now under this alternative system the major means of industrial production such as you know mines as mills uh, factories and railroads would be publicly owned and operated for the benefit of everybody right marx and engels presented this critique in capitalism and they did a brief sketch of a possible future communist society in the Manifesto of the Communist Party that was written Mm. in 1848. So Marx acknowledged, and he saw that capitalism was necessary, and it was historically necessary, you know, as a stage of development Mm -hmm. that, you know, had brought about great scientific and technological changes, changes that really increased wealth by extending humankind's Mm -hmm. power Over nature, the problem, and of course, we're going to get to the problem, (laughs) was (laughs) Marx believed was that this wealth, the political power and the economic opportunities that went with it was unfairly distributed. Absolutely. The capitalists, they reap the profits while paying the workers very little minimum wage for long hours of hard labor yet it's the workers who create the economic value. That's right. So according to Marx's labor theory of value, which holds that the worth of a commodity is determined by the amount of labor required to produce it. right? So under capitalism, Marx claimed that workers are, they're not paid fully or fairly for their labor because Mm -hmm. the capitalists, siphon off right the surplus value yep. which they call profit
1: Yep.
0: so the owners yep. of the means of production they amass enormous wealth while the workers fall further into poverty
1: yep
0: this wealth also enables the upper class to control the government or the state yep. which does the bidding of the wealthy yep. and the powerful yep. to the detriment yep. of the poor and the powerless does this sound yep. familiar?
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's so a game again.
1: plan.
0: Yeah, I ask again. If we were to walk in the shoes of those that work two jobs, can barely pay rent, and by paying rent, have very little left over for food, why would you support a system, that system? Now, I'm not arguing right or wrong. Correct. Right? But just looking at the relentless Badgering of a system that would benefit the poor by the very people that reap the rewards of the poor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, to make a point, here's our friend, good old friend, Ted Cruz. I think he's the one that's going to explain the increasing, how an increasing minimum wage <laughs> is going
3: to hurt the poor. <laughs> The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office says that raising the minimum wage could cost a loss of 500,000 to 1 million jobs. Madam President, I want the American people to realize every member of the Senate that votes for the minimum wage is voting to tell up to 1 million Americans, your jobs don't matter to me because I'm voting to take away your job. And by the way, this view is not. Only the view of the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office. On March 12, 2014, over 500 economists, including three Nobel laureates, sent a letter to Congress that said the minimum wage is a poorly targeted anti poverty measure.
1: So what? We leave it the same and let people continue to just starve to death? You know? I, I mean, when. When that's what's really, really happening, what it what it occurs to me the entire time we've been talking about that is that it's just poorly paid slavery, poorly paid slavery. The only difference is that, number one, we get a paycheck at all. And number two, we no longer. Well, we are able to go home or somewhere away from the work at night or whenever we get off of this poorly paid job. That's the only differences in in modern slavery.
0: Well, and here, okay, so here is is the challenge behind capitalism. And if you bring in Marxism, and and again, why a lot of people, and especially the poor communities, would support this system, this alternative Mm -hmm. system to capitalism, because... What he's talking about is that if we raise the minimum wage, they're going to have companies are going to have to let go of people, which is going to cost them to lose jobs Mm -hmm. or then they're going to, or they're going to have to raise the cost of their products, which again will then affect inflation. Mm -hmm. So either way, it's, it's kind of a screwed system. So, you know so based yeah. on our current system what he was actually saying is pretty pretty accurate which is why marxism is going to make sense to those yeah. that are really struggling yeah you no know, i would love okay i would love to hear from someone and explain <laughs> right how that that couldn't be the case and i want to i want to say something real quick so let's so we're going to use texas we're going to use good old Good old Cruz. We're going to look at his yeah. state for a second. So let's look at Texas, which has the federal minimum wage of seven dollars and twenty five cents. They haven't raised it, so they actually sit at the federal level. And to try to make an argument where you may be, you might be able to have a place to live, single. No kids. Now, let's hope you don't get raped in Texas because you're going to have to have the child. Right. Now that they pass that, which will cause you to be homeless because the numbers that I'm going to give aren't going to even matter. So let's say you make $7.25 an hour, 40 hours a week. Right. Luckily, the state of Texas has no state income tax.
1: That's right. That's true.
0: So that's 1,100. And sixty dollars a month, minus federal taxes, you mm-hmm. have about nine hundred eighty-six bucks. So I did a little research, <laughs> and I found a studio apartment. And the lowest I could find was at about five hundred and fifty to five hundred and seventy-five bucks a month. That's the studio. Now you are at four thirty-six, and I would say again, just to try to keep it simple, about one 100- hundred bucks a month for food toothpaste toilet paper etc yeah now you're at 336 bucks uh transportation doubt you have a car the
1: bus yeah
0: Uh, 75 bucks we'll say just for the hell of it Mm -hmm. health insurance which again doubt you have also Uh, we'll say 100 bucks right uh utilities (laughs) say 75 bucks and we're now at 186 bucks and that was just a force, a way to live. and doubt it's going to actually work that way. Right. But what if something actually happened to you? What if you got sick or what if you got in an accident? All right. How yeah. is capitalism working for you now?
1: Absolutely. How's that working? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's insane. I mean, I can't
0: even, you know, the state of California is absolutely is ridiculous why we have a lot of homeless out there's absolutely numerous reasons we have it obviously you know you do have Mm -hmm. substance abuse mental illness and then people that just can't afford it you know i mean we have you know go to orange county and the cheapest apartment that you can find out there for like a one bedroom is like 2500 bucks you know
1: well and you look at a lot of the substance abuse a lot of the times we we walk over the homeless and we you know we say get a job or we look at these people and we say junkies, but, but when we start to also look at the effects of all this on a person's mental health, because their basic needs are not taken care of. It's the same when we go back for that systematic racism, Mm -hmm. it it comes down the line as, you know, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, physical ailments. And that's when you get a lot of Substance abuse issues and, you know, alcoholism and and different things. So what we're looking at is likely the majority of nobody just sits in their house one day and says, screw it, let's cut the overhead, go to the street. So we can just, you know, be junkies all day, every day. It's like we have this, this way of looking at people in these situations from the place of judgment, because our life may be one step better than theirs, where we have a place to sleep at night and we make these judgments, which is the biggest issue in our, in our whole humanity is these, these judgments we make upon people and their situations when we don't even know. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's part of that whole poverty m- mindset, that effect of poverty on a, on humanity is that nobody chooses just to be an outright junkie. Nobody decides when they're young that this is what I want to be when I grow up and that this is how I want to live. And we step over people, but we treat them like they do. We treat them as if this is a moral failure. And that drives people even deeper down into the abyss of addiction and and those dark places and why do we do that we do that that's to me is what capitalism actually honestly results in Mm -hmm. is people also classifying themselves and living under that umbrella of of shame and disgust
0: well and capitalism is the foundation of our country i mean you know You look at, and and as, you know, as I was explaining with, you know, politics, I mean, they run Mm -hmm. politics, you know, I mean, the amount of money that they give the politicians, you know, to promote and get, make sure that they stick within line, you know, the alcohol companies, you know, I mean, you look at the alcohol companies is insane, right? Absolutely. You know, we've taken the, we've taken cigarettes and we've raised the taxes to ungodly amounts of money. Yeah. They haven't raised taxes on alcohol in years and and
1: pharmaceutical companies now. I mean, I mean, and, you know, and it's funny because, you
0: know, like all these people that are, you know, fighting against raising minimum wage, you know, fighting, they're all based within capitalism, you know, Mm -hmm. they need to make sure that, you know, those companies, especially that they're supporting, you know, are able to pay, you know, you know, little (laughs) bits of money, um, you know, for, you know, it used to be even in this country was, you know, it wasn't based on like running for president wasn't based on the fact that you had to be rich. It was right. based on, you know, you being elected, you will never be able to run for president unless you got a lot of fucking money, you know, that's right. and that's not the way it was originally designed for, you know, right. Um, I mean, you know, Trump, for instance, you know, I mean, Trump, it was amazing and really cool that he decided he didn't want to pay his pay. you know, take a paycheck as president, which I fucking doubt. But right. It's funny, like, you know, you had all those people that were like,
2: oh, yeah, he's not paid.
0: He, he you know, that's what he said. i prove it. it. I'd, I'd love to have these people prove it. I want you to prove to me that he didn't take a check. Prove it. Yeah. You know? I mean, they'd be like, yeah. well, you know, because Trump lies. He lied all the time. You know, I mean, we he knew lied that uh, Mexico president. was going to pay for the wall. They didn't pay for the wall. Um, the the COVID was going to, you know, we were going to have five and then it was just going to drop down to one and then it'd be gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Windmills cause brain cancer. You know, we were going to build a wall. We were going to build a wall around Colorado.
1: (laughs) So, but he was, he he lied before he ever became president, even about his wealth. And, And you have to, you know, you'll never convince me. That if if to be president and a person has to have all of this campaign money and the campaign money is coming from businesses, uh, guys as individuals, how do you then be equal for anything? Mm -hmm. How, How do you then not lean one way or the other? It doesn't work that way. And the guys that we put out front, you know, all of them at this point that we put out front are really these organizations, and the money that's backing, they're just the mouthpiece for, for this stuff. And Absolutely. so, yeah, that's where we are. Yes. So, you know, when we talk about Black Lives Matter. And, I, you know, I, I would just get so disgusted with, you know, with everybody coming back. Well, all lives matter. We're trans lives matter and, and white lives matter. And, yeah, fine. We've always known white lives matter. That's been proven to us over and over again. Not all white lives matter. Because remember, mine can't matter because there's a trans attached to it. Right. So that doesn't and, matter. And if you don't have
0: much money, you're not really worth much either.
1: No, so. absolutely. So don't fall and, and think that you know, just because you're you're white, you you belong in that. If you're poor and white, you better ask again. So I mean, in support of whatever black lives matter honestly stands for i'm going to stand with that simply because it's about damn time that you know that people just start speaking up for themselves that that, that people say enough eat yep. enough absolutely i'm with it enough. okay
0: So we're going to return to black lives matter and uh and again i want to go back to the heritage foundation again oh yeah and uh
3: Visit the Black Lives Matter website and read the list of demands to get a sense of how deep a transformation they seek. One of those demands proclaims, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another. We can't be certain, but it's hard to believe this radical agenda is what most signed up for when they made that hashtag Black Lives Matter social media post, or that every employee, customer, or shareholder at Nike endorses a disruption of the family.
0: Okay, yeah. You know, it's funny, when when I read that statement, right, we want to disrupt the nuclear, you know, traditional Western family to become a group, right? Yeah. To form up as a group of people. They're not, I guarantee that they're not talking about, I just want to, we're going to completely destroy our family systems and right. all that kind of stuff, you know, but, <laughs> 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 it, it, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy like the way that um, they look at it is, you know, as I was yeah. scouring their website, which I did, we are a collective of liberators who believe in an inclusive and spacious movement we also believe that in order to win and bring as many people with us along the way we must move beyond the narrow nationalism that is all too prevalent in black communities we must ensure we are building a movement that brings all of us to the front we affirm the lives of black queer and trans folks disabled folks Undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all Black lives along the gender spectrum our network centers, those who have been marginalized within Black liberation movements. You know, so when we look at like, okay, so what is nationalism, right? Nationalism, identification with one's own nation and support for its interests. Especially to the exclusion or detriment of the interests of other nations, and I read this as them wanting everyone to walk with them. That's how I. That's how I understood identification with one's own nation, right? Yeah, and, then, and that <laughs> everybody wants them. I mean, it, absolutely, it, it's crazy, you know. I know. Um, here's an article. Another article on their website. I want to pull up.
1: But that messes up this big supreme system that has been built, that is absolutely working for those that have built it, those that are living within it, and prospering within it. And anything that would absolutely shake that up so that it is absolutely equal to everyone and everyone feels heard, seen, and protected. You know, h- how do we not see that is villainistic? How can we not call that the villain in this entire big scheme?
0: I came across an article um, on their website. And when we talk about direct communication, we're talking about our ability to state our understanding of what happened, the impact it had on us, and the requests or boundaries that have emerged as a result. We can show our emotion, our hurt, anger, frustration, while not trying to take away another's dignity or humanity. A couple things to note is that for many of us whose, li- whose life experiences have impacted our ability to trust, we often think we're engaging in direct communication, but our actual intention might be to prove our rightness or make the other person feel bad, guilty, or as upset as we feel. Yes, we are addressing the issue directly, but underneath is the threat of a fight. If there's a hint of a pushback or a danger, I don't see the hate within yeah. their organization. And I went through a yeah. lot of their, uh, a lot of different videos. Yeah. Um, and nothing that I have found in there, and it actually works to even, de- uh, to remove violence, to remove yeah. anything that's going to remove or harm the dignity of other people, anybody. Yeah. This is not a group yeah. that is is designed for Black people only. Right. You know? Right. How do you have a hate group? How do you become a hate group? Because, you know, and, and again, if you want to look at what is racism, right, or discrimination, mm-hmm. it's when you group a bunch of people together. Absolutely. Right? So when Trump's up there speaking about against Black Lives Matter, you're grouping everybody together. Absolutely. You know? You're grouping everybody that's in this together. Yep which is the definis- definition of racism, you know, in that aspect. So
1: Absolutely. Uh, Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I mean, let's just be honest. I can't go join the KKK. You know, there's no, there's no openness to everyone equal. You could, you could try, but you may not, you couldn't share about yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. I might have to uh, be quite secretive. <laughs> you you would you'd have to, um, I don't think they'd have a gender-neutral bathroom either at any of their events. So I don't don't think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. I used to always love the saying. I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally. (laughs) 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 You know, I don't hate anybody though.
1: That's right.
0: I don't really have hate within me.
1: I don't either. I don't either. I used to. I'll tell you the truth. Well, when I was on
0: drugs, I I hated everybody.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really did. And I think that that is when you're living in that victim mentality. And I think that it's as sad as it is to say there are are white people that are still living in that that group of victim mentality. They feel victimized by the freedom of black people. And that's going back to the uh, to the abolishment of slavery. They feel victimized mm-hmm. by that. You know, that's not the way it was supposed to be. That's not the what you promised us. That's not the way we're going to get things done. That's working for us. And so now you've abolished this whole slavery. So now we are victims to having to share with them. And we've got a lot of poor white people, unfortunately, a lot in the South that see equality as taking something from them. And that's where hate lives. Yep. And we know that that's where hate lives because you and I have both lived in that victim mentality. And in that victim mentality, we hated. It's, it's everybody else's fault. Everybody else's fault. Everybody. Everyone else's. Now,
0: I want to tell you, and this is where this is going to get really, really cool. Okay. This show is about to get really cool. And I, and I think everybody's going to love this. Well, and not all the, you know, the haters out there may not love this. But <laughs> we asked the question, what does it mean to be the bigger person? all right Mm. and i want to show you a video and i came across a couple of videos that i think are fucking awesome okay awesome and this one is um this guy aaron alex courtney okay who was (laughs) confronted and i want to show you a different way that he dealt with the situation take a look at this awesome
2: (laughs) Why you don't like me, dog? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, Why you don't like me, dog? Huh?
1: What is What is it? Nice. Nice. Yes. Nice. So, <laughs> so the skinhead nice. in
0: this, in this, uh, you know, situation. So again, Aaron Alex Courtney, he confronted the situation very, very different. Right? He was, he was a, part of a black lives matter group. Well, wow. Right. Cool. And what did he say? Why don't you like me? What is yep. it? Yeah. Right. And he said yep. this as he approached and he was trying to figure out how can I deal with the situation? His dad was actually a pastor. And so he kind of thought about what his, his dad would have done. So mm-hmm. he decided to hug the neo-Nazi supporter. Now, if you watched it, the okay. skinhead frowned at first, mm-hmm. Right. But then he smiled very awkwardly and he hugged Courtney back to a cheering crowd.
1: Outstanding.
0: So the guy who filmed <laughs> the scene felt the message had a very, very strong impact. That's why he actually mm. put this out. Someone was able, and this was a quote of what the guy said, someone was able to show love in the face of hatred. Mm. And so he asked him, um, and as he asked him the question, his response, he said, I don't know. Why wow. do you hate me? Wow. Yeah. Why do you, why don't you like me? What is it? And the yeah. guy eventually responded with, I don't know. I don't know. What's the message? Hug your haters.
1: That's right. That's right, man. That's right. You conquer darkness with light.
0: And according to Trump, with
1: love, they're all bad. Absolutely. So please
0: explain how this could even be possible. And I'm struggling. I think, okay, I am I, struggling with seeing them as a hate group. Right? Are there are there people claiming to be a part of them rioting? Sure, but it
1: doesn't mean the legitimate group is Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, without a doubt, I'm going to lean to the assumption that we have proved here today that I don't think they're a hate group, man. No. I don't think they're a hate group.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to show you a video here and I, I came across this and I think this guy says it best. Who do not want to go through this anymore, okay? I want to be able to go in a white neighborhood and feel safe. I want to be able when a cop is driving behind me, I don't have to clench and be tense, okay? I want to be able just to be free and not have to think about every step I take. Because at the end of the day, being black is a crime. At the end of the day, being born black is a crime to them. And I don't understand why, because we're all humans. and that's
1: yes man said it best that's exactly the truth exactly the truth and so
0: i again um am able to walk in their shoes yeah you know i i can't buy into the hate group but here's a good point i want to make real quick and i want to show you guys a last video that i believe proves absolutely proves all right that this was very political, a huge problem, I think, think that arose, right, from George Floyd's death, Mm. sad part again. I am going to now show proof that the Trump party was only concerned with politics. Take a look at this.
2: We all saw what happened last week. We can't let that happen. Hopefully George is looking down right now and saying there's a great thing that's happening for our country. There's a great day for him. It's a great day for everybody. This is a great day for everybody. This is a great, great day. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How political Dude, was that? How political absolutely. was that? George yeah. is looking down upon us and just seeing great things. It's Unemployment great is fantastic. And yeah. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> <Robert laughs> really?
1: Yeah, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That one just bothers. That one bothers me. Oh, yeah,
1: man. That one really kind of. That one just
0: sits. Doesn't sit well with me. Yeah,
1: that one just crawled up the back of my neck and just (laughs) the back of the head. (laughs) Yeah, that one's. That's pretty brazen and bold for him to even put take George Floyd's name into his into his mouth. In all honesty, I think he would have just done better. Just of letting it go much I think better he'd have done, done less damage, just
0: yeah. He, he, he I mean, I, you know, again, I, I don't really truly believe he cared at all that he no. died, and he probably, no. again, would have been better off just not saying anything, just kind yep. of pass on, just
1: letting go, yep, just let it go, <laughs> let it go.
0: Because I let mean, all, you know, all his supporters wouldn't care cared anyway, so
1: no, no, they didn't care anyway. <laughs> they, they, they were probably among the ones that that believe that it wasn't even real. So, you know, right,
0: right, right. It was, it was black lives matter that killed them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Cause they're the Ridiculous. hate group.
1: That's right. That's right. Forget the rest of them. Yeah. forget the rest of them. this is the hate group. Well, you know, I, I, I have learned even more today and I love the black lives matter movement even more than I did before. I'm grateful for, for these human beings to, to stand up and, and execute the rights that they have as well as we do. And with movements like that, I get closer to being able to live in my world as well, not being afraid to go out and not having to be afraid every single day, because it's just time. It's time for real equality to, to be. Mm-hmm. And that's that. So thank you, black lives matter for everything that you are doing. Absolutely. And, um, I stand with you. I stand with you. 100%. I do too.
0: And I'm, I'm able to walk in your shoes. I support you hundred percent. And, and honestly, this is another reason why I love doing what we're doing here because I learned a tremendous amount uh, through all of my vast research in, you know, and, and I, and the way that way that I do this, just so everybody knows is, you know, again, I look for the hate. I look for the arguments and then I looked to validate the argument. So, you know, yeah. even looking at, you know, Trump coming on and, you know, the, their motto that they created, that was the foundation of their principles. Right. <laughs> right. And of course I was, I was able to find the video, right. Yeah. I, I did validate that. Sure. There was a group that had a big sign that said black lives matter, that they were walking down the street and they were chanting what he said they were chanting. But again, I could not validate that that was the traditional slogan. Right. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That it was
1: everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And since we do know now, too, that the Trump party does hail Trump.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) White Lives Matter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely
0: and uh so the yeah trump i mean it's very clear that if we were to if we were to argue that if a slogan was presented by one party with one group that if the other party had a group that presented with those slogan then they all have to believe in it they all have to that must be their slogan so their slogan must be hail trump must be you know white lives matter that's
1: right that's right blood and soil (laughs) yep absolutely well I, I appreciate this this um, whole project that we're doing, man. It's it's teaching me a lot. It's causing me to, to look at a lot of things from many different perspectives. I'm even more grateful, like I said today, to know even more about the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, I'm even more convinced that.
0: And I'm going to also reach out to those uh, founders. I hope so. And see if uh, we can get you. one of them to come on our show also.
1: Oh, that would um, be amazing. That would be amazing.
0: That's kind of what I've been trying to do, you know. Is after we do, you know, I sent a message to Tucker Carlson. Didn't get any
1: response. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Keep hope alive. Keep hoping.
0: (laughs) I couldn't. I could not get the direct any direct link to that KKK guy though that we met with. Um, You know, I did send a message to uh, the transgender. Um, and yeah. I did send a message to those pastors and never got any response. So, nah. um, nah. but we are going to have again, Tommy Chong that's, that's right. gonna be coming on our show and, uh, uh, which will be the episode that'll be coming out in two weeks. Yep. And, uh, um, yep. We had to kind yeah, of alter our that. day on recording a little bit because Tommy Chong, you know, doesn't do Sundays. That's all right. <laughs> and man. so we got to roll with him, you know. It's yeah, uh, let's roll I mean, with
1: let's roll with him and let's roll with Chong. He's eighty three years old. Oh, gosh, I can't even imagine that. He does 80. not look eighty three by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know if I've seen any clear soul. pictures
0: of him of the most recent times, but we'll. It's on we'll, TikTok. Well, okay. Yeah. So we'll get yeah. an opportunity to, to,
1: yeah.
3: But
0: we'll see him um, in, a, in a week and a half. It's and, awesome. um, and again, I want to thank everybody for watching the show. Yes. Um, and again, not yes. only are we hoping to educate people out there for you guys to see if you can walk in the shoes, walk in our yeah. shoes, walk in the shoes yeah. of the people that we're presenting or the groups that yeah. we're presenting, um, but I am learning a tremendous amount as I am doing this. And that's why this is so yeah. exciting to me. And yeah. I love this.
1: Yeah, you know? without a doubt. Without, um, a doubt.
0: without a doubt. And this has actually been the only group that we've been able to walk in their shoes.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um,
1: that's true. And look, we didn't even have to be black to walk in their shoes.
0: No. How we, we amazing had to, that? we had to not have be filled with hate.
1: That's the only thing. Yeah. That's the only thing. And so that is quite amazing. And it says so much. Mm-hmm. So you know, hey, listeners out there, if you've got a, some shoes you would like us to take a walk in, reach out. Make sure that you leave comments or or reach out to us um, on our uh, show. We've got a, a show website uh, stuff now. You can find us there on highwildclean.org. You can find us under Eric's website there. So reach out and let us know what you're thinking about or an idea for some shoes that we can walk in. We'd love to hear from you. And we appreciate you. And if you're here on our YouTube channel, watch and make sure you hit that subscribe button and the bell notification so that you know exactly as soon as we put up new episodes. We thank you so much yes. for your support. This is an amazing project.
0: Yeah, and we are a growing show. Obviously, we just yep. recently started. So we definitely are looking for subscribers, uh, supporters yep. um, and, uh, you know, and, and share. Please share our, our uh, podcast, get the word out of what we're trying yep. to do. Thank you all again for listening. This has been a blast. This was a lot of fun. I love Black Lives Matter. Just wanted to let you all know yes. out there that we support you. And, we do. Uh, and I will be reaching out to you, the founders. except. And I hope you will. Um, yes. So again, thank you. And we will see you again soon.
1: Awesome. Bye, everybody.